Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome back, and uh, always a delight and honor when we have the chance to talk to Pastor Stephen Broden. Uh, we get so many people that comment on how much they enjoy him being on the air. He's the senior pastor of the Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas. He's also the executive director of Content of Character Series, co-founder of the National Black Life uh, Pro-Life Coalition, and the author of a fascinating book called Pawns of Change. And by the way, uh, his website is contentofcharacterseries.com, contentofseries.com. Pastor Broden, good to see you. Thanks for your time. How are you, friend? I'm doing fine, Barry. Having a great afternoon. I'm well this morning yet. Good. <laughs> but Thank still, you. We're on our way to a great day. Thank you. Thank you for your time. We value it greatly. You know, um, I think we're having a hard time as believers actually thinking that we could be in a biblical moment. <laughs> We've always read the Bible over here and, and, and applied certain pieces of it to our life, but here we are possibly in a real biblical moment of what's happening to our country and the world and the church. Um, do you think we are in a biblical moment? Well, absolutely. I, I do believe that uh, every moment is a biblical moment because we serve a sovereign God who through the councils of eternity determine where things will be and will inevitably go. So God is, is orchestrating and engineering a result that is designed to bring him glory, that is in the bad and in the good. So God is never out of control, so he's always in control. And the challenge for us is to determine and to discern what God is doing and then joining him as he does his work. Uh, both in our lives and in the world in which we live. So this is indeed a biblical moment, no question about it. As you read uh, the letter in, uh, in, in the book of Revelation, you start reading uh, God's response to the various churches. Um, are we in a warning moment to the American church or a judgment moment of the American church? Well, we've got to make a distinction. And I think the last time you and I were together, we, we talked about making a distinction as to what God is saying to the church versus what he may be doing with the nation. There are, there are two distinct entities here. We belong to him. We're in the family of God. And what he says to, says to us has everything to do with his agenda and where he would like for us to go and for us to advance his cause. What he says to the nation is entirely different. I think what he says to the nation oftentimes is said through the church. And he is representing, I think, the gospel message to unbelievers that they will come to know God's mind and God's purpose. And so, yes, there is a distinction between the two entities that we sometimes conflate with one another. The church, God is saying something totally different. And what he's saying to the church is a warning to us. He warns us about the things that is to come. And then he warns us about being disconnected from him and being marginalized in our relationship with him because of a, a um, what I call an allegiance to ideas and philosophies that are antithetical to that which is defined for us within the word of God. So we, we receive both warnings, a warning 
about the things to come, that we should be aware of what they are and adjust our lives appropriately to be in line with what we see happening. Remember in Matthew chapter 24, in uh, the Olivet Discourse, Jesus said to his disciples, I have warned you in advance, meaning I've given you the context in which you are to discern where we are and what it is that we ought to be doing in connection with the advancement of the kingdom of God here on this earth. And then what he says to the nation is totally different. What he says to the nation is to repent, come out of darkness and come to the light of hope that is in Christ Jesus. But we're living in a culture right now that has rejected the Judeo-Christian ethic, as you well know. And we are embracing doctrines of demons, Marxism, communism, socialism, Darwinism. In fact, every major institution in America right now that influence us is under the control of socialists, Marxists, and human secularists who are in defiance, in rebellion to biblical truth and principles. And that's what we're witnessing in our culture right now. And the question is, where is the church? And uh, what is happening with the church? And those kinds of questions need to be asked and answered by those who are on the wall, watchmen on the wall, like you and I, who stand up and declare that thus saith the Lord concerning what's happening in our culture right now. All right. Uh, good stuff. Let me ask you this question. Um, trying to formulate it in my mind here. <clears throat> we as Christians believe in the second coming. We even talk about these could be the times of the second coming. But we don't seem to be believing that it could happen and responding accordingly. Right? Oh, oh absolutely. I think there is, first of all, we need to, I, I, we're bifurcated uh, what God is saying to the church versus what he's saying to the nation. Now we need to do another division, <laughs> unfortunately. There is the biblical church, and then there's the cultural church. The biblical church is sensitive to and responsive to the will and purpose of God, for they are biblicists. They are processing their reality through the lens of their faith. They are informing their actions, their conduct and behavior based upon what God has said. That ought to be the response for biblicists, and you and I are biblicists. Then there is the cultural church, who is more concerned about being PC, political, politically correct, as opposed, as opposed to being BC, biblically correct, and God knows CC, constitutional correctness with the cultural church, is out the window. So we're in an extraordinary moment. And I would say to you, the cultural church is too busy trying to appease the world that they do not recognize what God is doing and saying. Jesus gives us signs. He says to us, when you see these things happen, look up, redemption draweth near. What things? There are certain indicators that are happening in the spiritual realm that you and I ought to be sensitive to and recognize in order for us to recognize the season in which we live. No one knows the day or the hour, but we can certainly know the seasons. There are two indicators that God gives us, that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter 24. He says, just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the second coming of the Son of Man. Just as it was in the days of Lot, 
so shall it be at the second coming of the Son of Man. So when God comes again, there are certain uh, environmental and political and cultural indicators that give us a clue as to how soon the Lord is coming. Right now, I believe we're in a season that is speaking to the inevitable and rapid return of Jesus Christ, because as it was in the days of Noah, so it is today. And the question is, what was happening in the days of Noah? Well, you have to go back to Genesis chapter six and begin to read through that, and you'll get a picture and a clue as to what is happening. First of all, God makes a pronouncement in verse five. He says, and the wickedness and corruption of man was happening continually, continually. So there's something about the conduct and behavior of man that evidence wickedness, depravity, and uh, licentiousness. It's all there in what God says. They are wicked and corrupt and in their thinking continuously. And there's another thing that happens there. We see that the sons of God came down and had relationships with the daughters of men. Now, the sons of God in that context is not men, human beings, but the sons of God here, as indicated throughout the Old Testament, are angels who left their first estate, came down and had relationships with women and created what is called the Nephilim. Now, that's another discussion and I, I'll gladly come back and we can talk about that. But a lot of that is happening right now where there is a conflation, a integration or what I call an amalgamation of, of machines with human DNA, with human DNA and animal DNA, CRISPR technology, nanotechnology, all of these things are happening right before our eyes. And what is happening is man is messing with the DNA. I submit to you that's what was happening in Genesis chapter six, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the second coming of man. And so we're witnessing these things. And those of us who are processing it through the lens of our faith and recognizing that the warning has been cast for us by Jesus are looking at these things through the lens of our faith. The question on the table, Perry, is while all these things are happening, what's happening in the church? What's going on with the church? And I believe there's a message in Revelation chapter three. In fact, in Revelations between one and four, he is speaking to seven churches and he issues warnings and condemnations to five of them and, con and he commends two of them. Now the third chapter deals with the church at Sardis. And if you listen to what he says to Sardis, it may apply to the church in America today. He says, I know your deeds. I know you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. You have a name. He didn't say that you are alive, that you are alive. He said, you have a name that you are alive, but you're not alive. You're dead. And the church is dead to the power of God in America, dead to the purposes of God in America, and dead in its influence in the marketplace of ideas right now in America. And God says to the church at Sardis, and I say that he is saying it to the church in America, particularly the cultural church. You have a name that you are alive. You look like you're alive. You act like you're alive, but you are dead. 
dead to the power of God, dead to the purpose of God. And he has an answer for them. He says, wake up and strengthen that which remains. Remember what you first received and what you heard and keep it and then repent. That's the message to the church today in America. If we're going to respond at all, we must respond to the message and the warning that God is giving to us right now. Let me take a quick break here, Pastor. And when we come back, also I want you to tackle the other part of that, and that is the uh, the times of Lot. I think there's a real parallel there. Let me share to our viewers and listeners, Pastor Stephen Broden's uh, website is contentofcharacterseries.com. Check it out and check out his book. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's Daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Always an honor to have with us Pastor Stephen Broden. He's senior pastor there at the uh, Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Dallas. Uh, he's also uh, has authored a great book called Ponds of Change. Uh, he's also the co-founder of the National Black Pro-Life Coalition. And his uh, website is Content of Character Series, which, by the way, those series, that series is wonderful. Check it out, contentofseries.com. We're talking about Second Coming, uh, in particular, the seven churches mentioned in Revelation and the uh, church of Sardis. And uh, you talked about Noah, the church there in Sardis. What about what's happening in Lot's time? How does that tie in? Well, I, I think there's a similarity between both. When we look at the, the fact that Jesus mentions those two uh, because they represent what God did in response to what was happening during those type, those days. His response was to come and exercise judgment. He destroyed the earth, all but seven or eight people. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of the licentiousness and the moral rot that was evident within that city. And I would submit to you that there is a moral rot in America. And so it very much reflects what Sodom and Gomorrah looks like or looked like when God showed up with punitive consequences for their evil behavior. The same is true about in the days of Noah. Evil conduct and behavior brought God's wrath and judgment upon them. You say, well, if you take a look at the, at the context and what it says that they were given to eating and drinking and given in marriage and building and doing all their thing, they did their thing in rebellion towards God, the known will of God, and they are moving in spite of the fact that God exists. And that was an affront to God. And their behavior was such that he responded with judgment, with judgment. So I, I would say to you, the moral decay that we see happening in our culture today is reflective of what was going on in Sodom and what was happening during the time of Moses. I mean, not Moses, but Noah. Okay. 
Now, what, what comes to mind, Perry, as I think about that, is that a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans are recognizing the moral decay that's happening in America, and they're turning to the church. And many of them are returning back to the church because they had left. Others are coming to the church because they believe that there's an answer in the church. And so when they come in the church, they come with expectations. They come with what they believe the church should be about. And so they are putting demands on the church that may not be the design and purpose that God has constructed the church in the first place. So there needs to be some teaching and training that needs to be going on for all these people who are coming back to the church. I know in my church that there are people who are coming back because they see this is not right. The kind of moral decadence, the same sex marriage, gender fluidity and gender mutilation and and making um, drag queen a protected class. This is evil. And And they're saying, my God, what is it? And they're coming to the church and they're saying, "Okay, now, Pastor, let's get going. Let's go out here and and start a revival. Let's go out here and and get America and rescue America. Well, Hey, wait a minute. You need to come in and, and get rightly connected with God by finding out what his agenda is and then submitting yourself to the agenda of God. That's not happening in these churches right now. And I, so glad you, you, I have that, to tell you, Pastor, I'm so glad you said that, because uh, as people wake up um, in, in our case here at the Dove Radio and TV Network, uh, we get those emails and phone calls. I do. I get them all the time. You need to do this. Uh, we need to start a revival. We need to start this movement. We need to do all this stuff. And well, I'm glad they're waking it up. But where have you been all this time? <laughs> Number one. Number two, are you really connected with God? Have you felt the transcendence of God in your own heart to the point where you have settled in what he called you to do? It's a utilitarian approach to Christianity. You know, I, I need to have something done. God is able to do it. Now, God, get to work. Get to work. Now, here's what I want you to do. Here's my agenda. Save America. Rescue the kids. You know, do this and give me a good job. Give me a trophy wife. I want tickets to the Super Bowl every year. And we're demanding things of God when we ought to show up and say, God, this is Pastor Broden reporting for duty. What would you have me do? And that means listening to God. And that's not happening right now. We're not listening. If you recall, at, Mount, at the Mount of Transfiguration, the voice came from heaven and said of Jesus Christ, this is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. Listen to him. There's no listening going on right now. <laughs> We're demanding of God. And I'm telling you, God is not your genie in the bottle. And he will not respond. He will say to you, here's what I want you to do. And here's what I expect for you to do. And we need to respond by saying, yes, sir, uh, I will do what you say do, to obey, to commit ourselves to him and resolve to doing it God's way. As a pastor and as a watchman on the wall, I'm watching people come to church and I'm seeing them come in, but then they need to come in quietly and sit down and listen and listen. Before I run out of time, what is the core message of Fair Park? Bible Fellowship. What's the core message? Uh, The core message that we have, that we function on, is making disciples to advance the kingdom of God. The one thing that I know that the church has as part of its stewardship responsibility, and there's two that I I point out in my church. Number one is in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, 
when he says, wait for the Holy Spirit to come and you will receive power from on high, then what happens? You will become my witnesses. We need to witness to the kingdom of God. The second thing is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 19. All power and authority has been given unto me. And what I have, I give unto you. Go and make disciples. And the churches are not making disciples today. That's what God wants us to do. Thank you, friend, for your time. We value it greatly. Sorry it was so short today. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, check out uh, Pastor Broden's website, uh, contentforcharacterseries.com. Check out his book, Pawns of Change. And you can find out all that information there at his website. Again, contentofcharacterseries.com. Pastor Broden, thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your conviction. Thank you for staying in the fight. And thank you for giving us your time. You bet. Have a good day. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.